0: morning everybody morning. great to see you my name's phil i'm part of the leadership team at ghibli and it's an absolute honor to be with you this morning who, who felt the presence of god this morning wow wasn't it awesome i was looking across you know I, i'm a little bit nosy and sometimes when i'm in worship i'll have a, a quick glance across about you know see what god's doing and um, it was wonderful to see um to see you all worshiping god and getting into his presence and that's that's because we love him don't we we love him and because we love him, we want to share that love. And Food Bank is an expression of that. And as a church, we've got a heart for those in need, those that are broken, that need fixing. We've got a heart for that, haven't we, as a church? And um, we've also got a heart for the gospel. You know, if you, if, you, if you love Jesus, you've got to tell people about him. I can't show up about him. He's the best thing I've ever received. It's amazing. And um, leading up to Christmas, we're going to be doing um, a couple of things out on the streets to connect with people. Um, on the 11th and the 12th, so that's the Saturday, and the, the Sunday after church, we've got, um, we're building a, um, a photo booth. Do you, know, do you remember the, the old seaside photo booth where, you, where there'd be the, the fat lady in the, in the bikini that didn't fit quite right? And you'd put your head through. Well, we're not doing anything like that distasteful. This, this is a nativity scene photo booth and we're going to set it up with a hashtag and we get people to come and take pictures of the nativity and while they're there we're going to share with them that there's a gift it says in the bible does not that the gift of god is eternal life through christ jesus that's the gift all these other gifts are a periphery and secondly but that's the gift and so we're going to share with people on the street um, for four hours. And while that's going on, I need some some wrappers. I'm not talking about that kind of wrapper. I'm talking about that kind of wrapper. And we need people to wrap Christmas presents. We're going to be setting up a, a, a thing in here. We're going to serve hot chocolate with sprinkles. And we're going to wrap people's presents for free. We're going to get the paper. And we're going to bless people. And we're going to show the gospel. And we're going to share the gospel. So that's on the, I've got it on my diary, let's have a look. Just so I've got it right, the 11th and the 12th, and the 18th and the 19th. So if you feel like you're brave enough to come out on the streets, come and see me. We'll do a bit of training beforehand. Or if you'd just like to come in here and serve drinks with us, we'd be so blessed to have you. So 11th and 12th, 18th and 19th. Hi to everybody up there. It's great to see you in in the posh seats in the stalls. It's lovely, and all those are on home. And um, Rita, Kate's friend, it's her birthday, isn't it? Is that right? Rita, if you're watching, happy birthday. So it's great to um, have you with us if you're watching. Uh, We've been looking at, um, for those of you that are visiting today, we've been looking at this series on He Is. Can I just move this, because... We've been looking at this series of He is, looking at the character of God and who God is. And I think for me personally, what, what it's made me, what made me realize is that um, I could trust God before, but I can even more trust Him now. When I, when I look at, into the, the character of God, I can realize that I can trust Him because of who He is. And today we're looking at He is love. He is love. He is love. I was singing a little song to myself while Russ was talking and Sue was talking, you know. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. So true, isn't it? That could have been a prophecy because it's so true. It's what we need. In the world, we need more love. We need more opportunity to share love, to to bless people. And God's put this massive calling on our lives as a church to, to just love on the world. We're even supposed to love our enemies for, come on. I mean, that's like, you know, we're not supposed to just love each other. We're supposed to love our enemies. We're supposed to bless those that are different from us and care for those despite it all. If you've got a Bible, do you want to turn to 1 John 4, 8 to 10? I'm going to spend most of the morning in things written by John, (laughs) right? For obvious reasons. But this is one John, it's a letter that John wrote, Um, it's the first letter that John wrote, um, chapter 4, verses 8 to 10, and it says this, whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us, he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Now, the word love used there, we we sometimes get a little bit confused because in our language we we have one word love and it it means lots of different things. Um, And it can be confusing. Now, C.S. Lewis who um, is one of our greatest ever kind of like um, Christian thinkers and scholars. He wrote some great books. Um, Mere Christianity. Has anybody ever read Mere Christianity? Yeah, a few of you. Um, um, the Narnia Chronicles. You might have heard that. The Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Yeah, you've read that. That's great. Well, he wrote this other book called The Four Loves. And it's a brilliant book. Um, and in it, he, he unpacks... The different types of love. Now, me saying I really love mince and mash, right, is not the same as when I'm worshipping God and telling God that I love him, right? It's the same word, but it's not the same, is it? I do love mince and mash, and I do love God, um, but they don't carry the same weight. If I tell Debs that I love her, right, it's not the same as me saying I love mince and mash, right? I'd be in trouble if it was. (laughs) I mean,. Debs, I'm sorry, but yeah, you know, I would be in trouble, wouldn't I? So, we need to just unpack just quickly before I get on to, to God's love. Unpack these different types of love. The first one is, is brotherly, sisterly love, close friendship love, or liking things. It's called filio. Filio love is used um, throughout scripture. It's used, and, and you know, and like if I, if I put my arm around one of you and say, I really love you, and um, you know, I'm using that love, I'm using filial, or I could be using a, a, a gap here, love, we'll come on to that. Storge, or your love, is a familial love. Things that you do in your family, like I, I can nip around my parents' house, help myself to, the, to a cup of tea, go to the secret bicky barrel, nick a hobnob, right? Sit down, put my feet up, you know, and do all of that. In, I, I wouldn't come around your house and find your secret, secret bicky barrel. That would be rude. But when I go there, when I go to my family, I can do that. You do things at home with your family that you would never do anywhere else. Is that right? Like, Deb's grandma even talks to you when she's on the toilet. She keeps the door open. That's just weird. But, you know, that's, you, only, you only get that in the family. Um, so, stagio love. Familial love. Um, natural, um, instinctual affection. Eros. Romantic love. Yeah, when I, you know, Debbie and I became really good friends before we started going out. But, you know, I have to say that she made my head turn. You know, there was a, there was an attraction. Um, Romantic attraction, sexual attraction, intimacy and marriage between a man and a woman. It can be a selfish type of love too. Because if you base your relationship just on this one love, on Eros, uh, it's not, it's not going to last. It's not going to last. It's a selfish type of love. So love, we've already got three contexts. And then there's the king of love. The love of loves, and that's agape. God is love. God is agape. Everybody say agape. Agape. God is love. Perfect, unconditional love, demonstrated through sacrifice. Agape love. Complete love. Not watered down love. Love that is all-consuming, all-embracing, all-powerful. John 3:16. We all love John 3:16. For God so loved for God so agaped the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And then one John 3:16 and 17. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. The word love is agape. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? And there's a question mark after that, church. It's asking you a question. How can the love of God be in that person? The word love is agape. And then John 15, my command is this, agape each other, love each other, as I have agape you, as I have loved you. Greater love, greater agape love, has no one than this, that they would lay their lives down for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. And you see just in those three verses, and I actually could have gone on for a very, very long time, Just reading you scripture after scripture after scripture about the love of God. Not only for you, each one of you sat there. You see, you did nothing to make God love you. You you actually can't do anything to make, he just loves you. Yeah, he just loves you. Wherever you are in your life, whatever you've done, right, he just loves you. Full stop. He agape loves you. His love for you is unconditional. God is love. And those of you that, how many school teachers have we got here? Yeah, just, just, just mark. That's okay. But, um, you know, love is a verb. And a verb is a doing word. Do you remember that from school? I was rubbish at school, so I, I had to look it up. I had to go to Google. But no, love, love is a verb, love, love is a doing word. Right? Love is a doing word. It requires action. Agape is a doing word. These verses were all penned by John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. John was just so comfortable, wasn't he, with with Jesus' love. He was so comfortable, which gave him such power and such strength. And I think you know, if you know, when you when you in this place of worship. And we're saying, you know, just press into God. Fill yourself up with the Holy Spirit. Get press in and receive from Him. What we're saying is, fill yourself up with love. Because you need that love to be able to go and bless the world. Yet nobody fills up a car with petrol and parks it in the garage, do they? You know, we don't. That's, that sounds like almost like Scripture, doesn't it? Right? I just thought of that, by the way. Sorry. But, you know, we don't fill up a car and park it in the garage. We, we fill up a car so that we can go. We we get filled here so that we can go. So we can go into this week, so we can go and share the gospel with with our friends and our family and those people around us. We can share God's love and the good news. John was confident about how much God loved him. What about you? Where are you with that? Are you are you comfortable? Are you confident in your being loved? Sometimes in our lives, don't we, we kind of like, we, we, we struggle with it, you know. And, um, because of, I don't know, things we've done, um, trauma that we've been brought up with, the places that we go, um, the things that we struggle with. We sometimes, you know, put up signs to God saying, um, unworthy person, resentful person, person in pain, God couldn't possibly love me. Why I tell you that is just a complete load of nonsense. God, on every page of the Bible, God says, I love you, I love you, I love you. He loves you. He loves you. And the greatest demonstration of that love was at the cross. When God himself came and laid down his life in Jesus for you. What a demonstration of God's love. But you might say, well, there's other people that have laid down their lives. In fact, there's loads of people that have laid down their lives. I was was doing a bit of flicking through and there was a, a rich guy called Alfred Vanderbilt. And while he was among the richest men of that time, he is known for his selfish acts instead of his money. On the morning of May the 7th, 1915, the Lusitania ship was attacked off the coast of County Cork in Ireland. And he was given a life jacket. However, he gave it to others and instead sacrificed his life in saving others. Godwin Ajala was a native Nigerian, hooray for Nigeria, who had moved to the USA. And although he was a barrister in Nigeria, he had to resort to poorly paid jobs when he first arrived, doing all sorts of things to survive. When the plane hit the World Trade Center, Godwin took him on the duty on his shoulders to help people out of the center. It is reported that he held the door open and guided people to safety. But due to exhaustion, he fell into a coma and died, saving countless others. Great acts of love, acts of sacrifice. Jesus said, greater love is no one than this, that they would lay down their lives for their friends. God's love is demonstrated through sacrifice. But how is the love of Jesus on the cross different to these heroes that we've just read about? Well, it is different, church. It's very different. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was premeditated. He put himself willingly, purposely, in that place of danger and sacrificed for me and for you. He did it for us. There are 28... Prophetic words just about the cross in the Bible. 28 times it speaks of Jesus going to the cross. In Psalm 22 it says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus on the cross cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That was written a thousand years before Jesus was even born. And he's he's, he's referring back to um, a psalm that his ancestor David wrote. And then in verse 16, dogs have surrounded me, a pack of villains has encircled me. They pierce my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garments. A thousand years before Jesus was even born onto this earth, the description of crucifixion and the cross means that when Jesus went to the cross, he went with full knowledge of what was going to happen. I wonder as he hung there, he looked and saw the prophetic word being outplayed in front of him. And he stayed. He set out for the cross to go and die. And you know what? If Godwin and Alfred Vanderbilt could have saved themselves, I'm sure that they would have. Jesus never intended to save himself. He intended to save me and you. He didn't want to save himself. He wanted to save you. Jesus was paying the price for the great sins of humanity. And Jesus' love, his agape love, held him to the cross. He had the power, he had the authority to make it stop at any point. Our heroes didn't have that choice. Jesus did. And he went purposely to the cross to demonstrate his great love. Death claimed the lives of um, Godwin and Alfred. But Jesus, we know, that three days later, rose victorious to life, proving that he had taken authority over sin and death. At the cross, the victory was won. He said, it is finished. And Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. He'd done it. He achieved it. He showed beyond questionable doubt, that he loves you, he loves humanity, he loves us. God is love, agape love. Those of you that are um, married, when you got married, did did you have 1 Corinthians 13 at your wedding? I wonder. Put your hands up if you did. I did. Yeah, a few people, yeah. Um, And we all know that passage in 1 Corinthians about love, don't we? And I just thought for a moment, I'd just kind of like switch it around and just swap out the word love for God and and just to let you know about the character of God. God is patient. God is kind. He does not envy. He does not boast. He is not proud. He does not dishonor others. He is not self-seeking. He is not easily angered. He keeps no record of wrongs. He does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. God always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. God never fails. Love is a doing word. Amazing, isn't it? And as we read the the Bible, we see tons and tons of examples of, of the church. That's our brothers and sisters that have gone before us, working out and living out that. That love. The book of Acts um, is one such book where we see page to page God's church um, following the example of Christ and living out. And if you do a word search in the book of Acts, you find that the name of Christ is mentioned 32 times. Um, other names for Jesus, 20 times. Baptism, 21 times. Belief, 16 times. The law of Moses, 15 times. Old Testament prophecy 15 times. The resurrection 12 times. Repentance 7 times. Sins 7 times. The kingdom of God 7 times. The cross 5 times. The coming judgment 5 times. Receiving the Holy Spirit 5 times. And the word love doesn't appear. Not once. You can Google it when you get home. Or you can look for yourself. The word love is not there what's going on with that? I remember years ago when I first, um, somebody bought me a really fancy um, Bible software package when I first started working for the church years ago. And um, I, I remember um, doing a kind of like, you know, a word search in the book of Acts and the word love didn't appear. And I'm like, right, this thing must be broken. You know, put some more, put some more on fire or whatever, you know. Let's get it working properly. It must be a mistake. And I went again. And then I asked somebody, how come how come the word love doesn't appear in the book of Acts? And church, it's because love is a doing word. It's not just about what you say. It's not just about what you say. It's so much more about what you do. So much more about how you live and how you show that you love God and you love people. In the book of Acts, the sick were healed. The sick were healed and respected. The poor were fed. The foreigner is welcomed in. Possessions are sold and given away and laid at the apostles' feet. Hallelujah! Salvation comes to thousands, and through its pages we see the love of God worked out and demonstrated. Wonderful. God's love is demonstrated through sacrifice. John 13, 35 says, By this, everyone, you will know that you are my disciples, if you have love. Agape love, one for another. What the world really needs to see is us not only loving each other, but loving other people. Like, full stop. You know? Full stop. There's really, really clear teaching about how how we're to treat each other in the Bible. We've just got to love each other. You know? And do you know what? I think what we've got to learn in this in this country, as Christians, we've got to learn, right, that you can love people that don't agree with you. You know, amen. Is that so true, isn't it? You know, vaxer, anti-vax. I don't know. Right. Whether you vax or anti-vax, it's not going to stop me loving you. Yeah. Whether you support OKR, all, right, all I've say, it's not going to it's not going to stop me loving you. I might not agree with you. I mean, you know, the mighty black and whites and all that. But I might not agree with you, but come on. It's not, it's not gonna stop me loving you. Different, different, different outlooks, different perspectives on life, different, different worldviews. We've got to embrace one another. And as we embrace one another, we can then embrace the world. We are his kids. And as we walk with him, we begin to develop and take on his character. I remember years ago, um, my, one of my, I guess one of my early recollections of the church really blessing me and loving me was Debs and I were invited to go to a conference in Bournemouth. And the thing was, we were a bit brassic at the time. We, we had two kids and um, everything in our, our house seemed to be kind of like packing up and crashing. You know, you get to those moments, don't you? in life. It's funny when I look back now and we, um, we got invited to this conference and we had um, just about enough money to get there uh, in terms of petrol, but we never had enough money to get back. So we're like, shall we go, shall we not go? What should we do? So we went, yeah, go on. So we went with the kids in tow. And while we were there, there was a guy called Martin Bullman from Bern in Switzerland. And um, I don't know whether we went to his talk because he was from Bern in Switzerland because Deb's grand lives there or or what? But we ended up in this conference on, on the poor, and uh, ministering to the poor. And he was telling us this story that in his church, um, they're, they're a big church in the centre of Bern in, 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 in Switzerland. They meet near the um, Houses of Parliament there. It's really, really beautiful. And um, he said, every now and again, I'll just stop the service and I'll say, if you need money, if anybody's in, in lack and you need money, stick your hand up. Right? So all these people will stick their hands up Usually people that are um, foreigners or you know, people that have just come into the country who are migrants. And then I say, right, church, give them some money. Right? And everybody just rushes over with the Swiss francs and slaps a load of Swiss francs in their hands and everybody's happy. And the church has ministered its body ministry. I love that. Imagine us doing it here. I think we should one day. Um, we do it today. Right? <laughs> Get prepared. I haven't even got a cash in. I've just got a card. But, um, but he was telling this story and then he said to um, he said, you know, I know it's a leaders' conference and you all look really well healed and all the rest. Of it. He said, but I just feel like we should do it here. Well, my heart started to started to race, and I said, Oh my goodness, this is going to be so embarrassing. All the leaders of the national movement are here, you know. And he said, them. Um, he said, if you need money, stand up. So I looked at Debs and Debs looked at me, so we stood up. Feeling a bit sheepish. And um, just closed my eyes and people just started coming over and um, slapping money into my hand. And then somebody came over and said, um, God's told me that you need a new fridge. And I went, yeah, we do. How is his light really bad? It's, con- it's conking out. So somebody bought us a new fridge and then somebody said, Debs, I want to buy you a new dress. And, um, and then somebody said, your carpet's really wearing out, isn't it? I thought, how do you know you've not been around our house? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, it's true. So we got all these things, and we got so blessed. And of course, we had the money to get home, which was even better. Um, and, you know, it just just shows you that, you know, when, when the family of God, when the church of God really hear from God, there's such a blessing. We heard today about food bank, but there's, there's literally millions and millions of things that the church is doing around the world to bless people in need. And it's great. And it comes out of this one one characteristic of God is that. God is love. God is love. My God is love. I love that. That means that I can love other people and it won't mean that I'm giving of myself. I'm actually giving just from what God has given me. We get filled so that we can go and we can bless the world around us. Amy Carmichael, my favorite ever missionary, Said, you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. 1 John 4 again. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Would you like to stand? Guys, would you like to come back to the band? I, kn- I know for many of you you do you are just absolutely amazing but you know this, this kind of like this horrible season we've, we've, we've been in is kind of like we've not been out there and we've not done what we've always done for a while and we really do need God to empower us to be able to do that we are blessed to be a blessing amen and I need I, I, can't, I can't do it of, of my own as I go through the week I I leak I need filling up. The Bible says be filled with the Holy Spirit. So should we just stretch our hands out for a moment and just, just invite God to just come again and just empower us. Heavenly Father, would you send your Holy Spirit again? Would you come and fill us up? Would you come and fill us up? Come and meet our needs. Come and meet our needs. More. More of you, Lord. More. More. That's it. That's it. Let it come. Let it come. Let it come. Let it come. Let your power come, Lord. Let your power come. Just call out to God. Call out to God wherever you are. Call out to God all over this place. Let's come on, let's, let's get filled up. Let's get filled up so we can give, so we can go and bless, so we can go and feed the poor and, and, and sit with the broken, so we can share the gospel. Give us the words, Lord. Give us the heart, Lord. Let us become excited about you and who you are so that we can change the world around us. And you know what, church? Small things done in love change the world small things done in love change the world I believe that because the kingdom starts small and then it grows let your power come and as we're worshipping now as we're calling on God as we're worshipping God I just encourage you to um, yeah just press in press in if you want to receive Jesus you can come down the front during the worship and receive Jesus if you've never received Jesus if you don't know him If if you've never given your life to him, then this is a good day. You can do that today. If you've got sickness in your body, yeah, then you can come and receive prayer and we'll pray for healing. If you've got a financial need, we'll we'll stand with you and we'll pray for you. Whatever the need is, we'll, we'll stand with you and believe in God because we know that God loves you and has a plan and a purpose for your life. Amen. Your power come on.